When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, this is episode 17 of series 3 of Life's Essentials with Prem Rawat. Today's episode is called How Can We Silence the Noise Inside Us? Prem Rawat is in Milan, in Italy, to launch his new book, Hear Yourself, How to Find Peace in a Noisy World. In the podcast today, Prem explores the themes of his book, including how to overcome the overwhelming noise we often experience in our lives, robbing us of our clarity and peace of mind. For more details and for more information about Prem and everything that he does, head over to premrawat.com. This podcast is brought to you thanks to Udo's Oil, made with your health in mind, www.udoschoice.com and theudo.com. Enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, hope you are well. So officially we are here to do a book launch of the new book, but at the same thing I would like to just talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's in that book and mostly what's not in that book yet, saving it for the second book. So. Obviously here there are some stories, few, and what if there was a story about a human being? What would that all be like? Well, it would be quite simple. A child is born. They're given sustenance, they're given food, they grow up, they learn. And then maybe they get to a point in their life where they take on a partner, they do whatever is necessary to feed the family. And then they get old. And then one day they're gone. You could simplify this story many times over. And there was a person who was born. They were alive. They did what they did. And then one day they were gone. But that's not the story, is it? It should be. It should be as simple as that. But that's not the story. That's not the 10,000 questions people ask. 
What are you asking? What's going to happen to me tomorrow? Tell me about my problems. Tell me about my situation. Tell me about the changes. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. Why is there pain? Why is there suffering? And we get so involved in trying to find these answers that somewhere the obviousness of being alive gets lost in the noise that is overwhelming. Overwhelming noise. No, it's this way. No, it's that way. No, it's here. No, it's there. This is where you will find it. No, you, you should stop your thoughts. No, you can't stop your thoughts. What, what, what is a human being to do? What do you focus on? There are people who are saying, yes, there is a heaven. No, there isn't a heaven. Yes, there is a hell. No, there isn't a hell. Yes, there is a God. No, there isn't a God. <laughs> who do you listen to? What's the problem with noise? What is the problem with noise? You go and you sit down in a concert hall and they're playing beautiful music from Mozart and it sounds really good. Would you call that noise? Well, Technically it is, because <laughs> it's violins screeching, being rubbed against each other, and the drums, you know, being played, and they're being hit. But it's in harmony, and it has a particular trait. And the trait that it has is it's not distracting you from anything. So when a sound starts to distract you, it becomes noise. You don't want it, you don't like it, but it's there. And the same thing, same thing that happens to all the noise we hear in this world about the right, about the wrong, about the this, about the that. Because none of this noise whatsoever is going to have any impact on ultimately what's going to happen to you. None whatsoever. Meaning, you are alive, one day you have to go, that's going to happen. Whether you like it, whether you don't like it, whether you have taken cautions against it, whether you don't take cautions against it, it's going to happen. 
And so the noise begins. And at first, the first part of that noise is your parents telling you what's what. This is this way, this is this way, this is this way. You don't do this, you don't do that, you do this, but you don't do that, and it's okay to do that. It's like when, they, when parents teach their kids, say thank you. <laughs> and, and, and the poor kid, he wants to play with what you just gave him. He does not want to say thank you. He doesn't feel like saying thank you, but the parents don't. Good manners, you taste, you say thank you. And the way the children say thank you is classic. I, and after I said this at one of the events, I've been watching it with my own grandchildren. Your mom, their mother tells me, say thank you, say thank you. And the way they say thank you is obnoxious. They make, they, they, they couldn't, they may as well be telling you, you know, go jump off a bridge. But it's like, have to do it. And somehow there is a want in us to conform to the society, to be normal. What is the definition of normal? Nobody actually knows. It's not published in a book that says this is normal. And therefore you have to believe, 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 believe what is normal. And so you then officially are members of this cult of normal. It is the cult of normal. Because all you're doing is believing you don't know anything. You believe, you believe it's this way. You believe it's this way. Life belongs to those, truly belongs to those who understand what it is to know, not simply believe. To know. To know that there is one, there is a power, that there is something incredible that was, is, and will be. It's very beautiful. Was, is, and will be covers the three things that are incredibly important to us. The past always was, happens to be now as well, and always will be. There will never be a time without it. There never was a time without it. And there is never a presence without it either. So looking at it from that perspective of was, is, and will be, what do you fall in? 
you fallen, you weren't, you are, and you won't be. You weren't, but you are, and you won't be. That makes sense? I know I wasn't, I am, and I won't be. That makes sense. <laughs> Here's one. So then, this that wasn't, is, and won't be, what is it busy doing? It's busy, so it has a choice, right? This, that wasn't, is, and will be, the middle one, could be busy with that which was, is, and will be, trying to experience it. Or, it could be busy with the third thing. And how is that third thing defined? Wasn't. Here's the beauty. <laughs> Isn't. And won't be. Wasn't, isn't, and won't be. One, if you choose that which isn't, wasn't, isn't, won't be, there is a lot of noise associated with it. Every day, you need a confirmation. Oh, yes, it's important. Yes, get up in the morning. Yes, you have to do this. Yes, you have to do that. Yes, you need this reminder. Yes, you need that reminder. Yes, you need that reminder. I, I'm much older now, and I forget things. I forget. I need reminders. <laughs> like... I just remembered I didn't turn on the microphone. This one. And so I, somehow I need a reminder. And on my phone I have an app. It's about reminders. And then a lot of times I write little notes on, on, on post-its and I put them on as reminders. And in fact, in my bathroom, I keep a pen and a paper because at night I have an idea, then I have to go and I write it as a reminder. I need to be reminded. Do we all need to be reminded? Yes, we need to be reminded. But why does one set of reminding sound like noise while well, there is another set of reminding that is not necessary. Let this breath come into you. You don't need a reminder. 
breathe. It comes and it is there. Joy. Do you have a you have to have an appointment to have joy? Or will you take it any time it comes? And all you have to do is be there to receive it, to accept it. Is it that through our own misunderstanding of what life is, we have created so much noise that we do not know how to get away from this noise. We don't know anymore what the self is. You, your journey, your being on the face of this earth, you being born, coming out of that one wall, and you taking the breath, and you being alive, and you being able to think, and you being able to experience, and you being able to understand, and you being able to enjoy, and you being able to question, and you being able to receive the answer. Hello, I'm Tom, and I make a podcast where I log in to celebrities' Amazon accounts. It's called... What a brilliant idea for a pod. There's no original pods out there anymore, but this genuinely is. Oh, thanks, Ben Bailey-Smith. Anyway, it's called... This is good, isn't it? It's clever, this podcast. You should do more. Thanks, Kerry Godleyman. It's called... This is such a great idea, by the way. What great podcast. Shappi Corsander, you're too kind. The podcast is but called... it's biographical. You can get all sorts of information out of people. This is a very good idea. Thank you, Nick Helm. It's called My Mate Bought a Toaster. I'm going to listen to this podcast. Thanks, Alex Horn. Can you tell your friends? In this world, my friends, from where I am sitting, <laughs> we have gotten very good at asking questions. Oh, we are very good at asking questions. We ask some fantastic questions. And we are horrible. Horrible. At listening to answers. We don't know how to listen to an answer. We know how to ask a question. We don't know how to listen to an answer. We're very good at asking, why am I alive? And we're very terrible at listening to the answer of why you are alive. And if this keeps happening, the questions keep growing, answers keep disappearing, because nobody can actually listen to an answer.
This asks the question, your mind asks the questions. Your heart listens to the answers. So which one is it? Are you trying to receive the answers through your mind? Every relationship, there's man and a woman, man and a man, woman and a woman, a relationship. Two people love each other. And the question comes, why? And I'm sure that when you were romancing with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, that must have come up. Do you love me? Yes. Why? Now you understand that that's a loaded question. Because <laughs> if, the, if the man says, I love you because of your money, bad question. Bad answer. Very bad answer. I love you because you make really nice cookies. Bad answer. I love you because you clean the living room so well. Bad answer. The best possible answer, in my opinion, is I don't know. But all I know is I love you. No reason, but I have felt the presence of the love for you. Sound reasonable? This asks the question and we want this to be satisfied. This isn't going to be satisfied. This is going to ask more questions and more questions and more questions and more questions. But it is the heart that has the capacity to be satisfied, to be content. Ask, of course you should. But hear the answer, of course you should. And should you be satisfied with the answer? Of course you should. And which one should it be? The one that satisfies you. Not the one that is graded, this is the right answer. No, this is not a test.
This is not a test. Every day of the life that you have is that possibility for you to be fulfilled. The question you have to ask, are you fulfilling yourself? In this, in this arrangement of the three things, we are so busy with what wasn't, isn't, and won't be. No regard for that which was, is, and will be and Kabir says, there's many drops in the ocean everyone knows. But there is, there is an ocean in this drop. Very few know. There are many drops in the ocean, everybody knows that. But in each one of you drop, there is an ocean, very few know. Do you know about that ocean? Are you fascinated by that ocean? Are you in love with that beauty, with that joy of your existence? Are you, are you fascinated by your existence? If you're not fascinated by your existence, but you're fascinated by technology. You're not fascinated by your existence, but you're fascinated by the politics. You're not fascinated by your existence, but you're fascinated by all the other stuff that's going on in this world. You've got a problem. Because politics will change. Technology will change. I mean, I like trains. So when I go to Japan and I get the opportunity to travel on the Shinkansen, the, the fast high-speed train, I do. That thing is so slick. So slick. And you look at the Flying Scotsman. That's one of the steam engines. Classic steam engines. Very fast, very powerful. And it just has parts after parts after parts after parts after parts after parts. But in its day, people would stand and wait for that flying Scotsman to come by because it was such a powerful engine. And they would marvel at its engineering. Today, the Shinkansen travels, you sometimes don't even see it going anywhere. It's just like, whoosh, gone. You can only marvel at it when it stopped. And all it is, is just an aerodynamic cocoon, and it's changed. Pretty soon, there's going to be drones flying everywhere, making deliveries. Buzzing around, like lawnmowers. And then, of course, people will have some, something to complain about. More noise. 
And then something else will happen, then something else will happen. Because it is called an illusion. What you think is an illusion isn't an illusion. It's your reality that you were born, you are alive, and one day you have to go. This is not an illusion. This is, this is real. This is your reality. And then every time the breath comes into you, that is real, that is your reality. And what do you think reality is? That which isn't real. Today, here we are, we live in our societies. We live in our towns. We believe in our systems. We have our debates about these. Then you ask the simple question, are you happy? Then it's like, no, define happiness. <laughs> if, I have to, if I have to sit there and define happiness, you obviously don't know what I'm talking about. Happiness. Happy. You know, next time you're driving somewhere, you see a billboard. You see a billboard, and they're selling you a soft drink. Well, soft drink is something you drink. So how can they sell you a soft drink on a static piece of board? Makes no sense. They give you a sample. It tastes like this. This is really nice. No. What are they selling you? Nice car. What are they selling you? Nice jewelry. What are they selling you? How cool. It looks. The person who started uh, had to had to sell water, <laughs> so she she had this challenge of how do you sell water? I mean, oh, how do you sell water? It's it's like you know, Earth shouldn't be called Earth. It should be called water. It's more water than it's land. But we call it Earth. So how, 70% of it is water, how do you sell water? This is how she came up with selling water. She wasn't selling water, she was selling how cool you look having the bottle in your hand, drinking that water. How cool you look.
And you buy it. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll try that. That sounds good. That's what I want to be. You are packaged. You will look good like this. You will look good like this. You will look good like this. You will be 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 like this. And in all of the billboards out there that are trying to sell you something, and millions and millions and millions of billboards and millions of advertisement that is trying to sell you something, which one is the advertisement which talks about how cool you are. Just you. Just the way you are. The most amazing breath coming in and going out. Sustaining. That you are free, but you don't know it. You are free, but you don't know it. You are happy, but you don't know it. You are satisfied, but you don't know it. You are a miracle, but you don't know it. You are a part of, you are not the whole that was, is, and will be, but you are a part of that which was, is, and will be. You are not a part of that which wasn't, isn't, and won't be. Are you about this? This body, the skin, the bones, the blood. Are you about this? Or are you about what is inside of you? The two incredibly dynamically opposed things are going on here. This wants to change. It has to change. It is all about change. You don't want to change. But why don't you want to change? Why don't you want to change? It's a very good question. Why, why do you hate changes? Marcus Aurelius said that. You, want, you, you, you don't want things to change, but change is unavoidable. So why is it that you don't want to change? There must be a reason 
where you don't like change. So I'm taking this somewhere else now. Maybe, maybe, maybe there is something in you that wants to experience that which doesn't change. And maybe there is something inside of you that is capable of experiencing that which does not change. It's just how have you got your life set up? Is it all about that which was, is, and will be? And you want to experience that? Change, it, it, it can't change. Even if it wants to, it can't change. This that wasn't, isn't, and won't be is in a constant flux of change. And you're caught between the two. Your body is caught in the flux of change. And there is something inside of you that's forever. In this drop is the ocean. Do you know it? So am I telling you to believe this? No, I want you to experience this. That's why this book says, the noise The noise. Nobody else calls it noise. Everybody is like, yeah, that's really good to, to have a lot of debate and have a lot of talk about it and let's have a, you know, meeting about it and I read a book about this. and I, I mean, to write a book and call all of that noise rather than talk about the noise? Because 99% of the books are about the noise. How valid that noise is. How good that noise is. How wonderful that noise is. How you have been waiting all your life to hear that noise. And here is this book that says, no, that's all noise. What? How can that be? How can that be? Very simple. All that that you see, one day won't be there. In fact, one day it wasn't there. Today it is. And one day it won't be there again. Simple as that. What are you a part of? The ever-changing or the unchanging? Satisfaction-wise, this ever-changing brings you a very weird satisfaction. It brings you a satisfaction for a very little period of time and then takes you right back into unsatisfaction till you try the new thing, the new car, the new toy, the new phone. 
the new software, the new watch, the new clothes, the new shoes. And the unchanging. Brings you a joy that's very different. To enjoy not what you have of this physical world, but to enjoy what you have, what you are being alive, that breath coming into That's all. What is cool? You know, here we are. Everybody, oh, we live in information age. Right? That's what you hear. This is what everybody says. We live in an information age. I disagree. We live in misinformation age. Disinformation age. Bad information. We just have a technology that does it very fast. We happen to be right now Milano. <laughs> and Milano was in the news a lot. Because this is where it started from. For, for you know. And Why? You know why coronavirus spreads so fast? Technology. If we didn't have airplanes and ships for traveling, the only way it could come from China would be on somebody on Silk Route taking six months they probably wouldn't even make it. But no. Eight hours later, ta-da, there it is. Wasn't, isn't, won't be. The level of vulnerability being felt by the world right now is Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Politicians, leaders in the world, I'm not talking about any one particular country, I'm talking about Actually, I am talking about one particular country. <laughs> Astounding. Why are they even called leaders? They're not leaders. Nobody understands the vulnerability of a human being. 
Because we think our technology will save us. Mm -mm. Our leaders will save us. <laughs> Our military technology will save us. There is no radar, by the way, that can detect coronavirus coming. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Just you put on a radar and it just shows you, there it is. Stop, stop it. Nope. Bombs, no good. Technologies, no good. Here you are. Go in lockdown. There you are. In your home. In a room. All by yourself, some of you. And that's it. You are locked down with one person who you truly do not understand who they And the desire, get me out of here. I hate this because you're locked up in a room 24-7 with a person you don't know who they are. <laughs> it freaks people out. Had was said so long ago, know thyself. You. You should be your best friend. No, we, have, we, we like to socialize. If you cannot socialize with yourself, who are you going to socialize with? Strangers? Do you know anything, anything about the self? Do you know the power of this breath? The two walls, the wall that you came through and the wall that you're going to go through and disappear they naturally just want to do this. Close. So it's just a circuit. You're not really born. You don't get to be alive and you're gone. But this magic, this amazing, powerful thing called breath is separating those two walls. Pushing them aside. So you can be alive.
And you should feel that. You should feel that. You should feel what it is to be You can look and you judge yourself by the sum of your problems. Oh, I have this problem. I have this problem. I got this problem. I got this problem. I got this problem. I got this. I mean, when I first started my lockdown series, you know, people started writing questions to me. And it was, it was really fascinating. There's so many questions came. Oh, I have a problem with my Family, my family members are this, my family members are that, and that. And then, you look at Ramayana, you look at Mahabharat, that's Krishna's time, Ramayana is Ram's time. They had serious family issues. Really, really, I mean serious family issues. It was, in fact, Dashrath, Ram's father, had three mothers, or, or uh, three wives, and the three Ram had three mothers, his own, and two other ones. And it was Kekai, the second wife, that said to uh, Dashrath, send Ram to exile for 14 years. His own. <laughs> I mean, serious, serious issues. Somebody asked me a question. And the question was, you've been telling the story of Ram, you've been telling the story of Krishna. It's wonderful to hear those stories. Were they real? And that's a very good question. Actually, it is a very, very good question. Were they real? So, if I say no because there is no scientific proof, oh, a lot of people would get upset. If I say no, no, they definitely were there, a lot of people are going to get upset again. It's like, what is your proof? So I started thinking, are they real? And then I got my answer. Every time Somebody is born on the face of this earth. Inside of them is a Ram. Inside of them is a Ravan, the ten-headed monster. The good and the bad.
and the fight between the good and the bad. and the importance of the good winning over the bad. So every time somebody is born on the face of this earth, if they're real, then so is Ra. Because that Ra is in them, the good is in them, the bad is in them. And against all odds to have the courage to go forward and win. Ram's story? Oh. He's, he's, he's brilliant. He's, he's, he's brilliant. He's been taught how to, in fact, um, He's taken and he's given these incredible weapons. He's, he's trained in these incredible weapons. And he is taken to the jungle uh, so that he can kill some of these demons that are in the jungle. He comes back and he's, he's good. He's, he's, he's learned a lot. And of course, he's made a whole bunch of anim, uh, uh, enemies in the jungle. These are the demons he was killing, the monsters he was killing. So he's made a bunch of enemies. So he comes back, and he's then his, his father is so happy he's going to make him the king. And the day that he is supposed to be the king, this is when Kekai, one of the wives, the second wife of, of Dashrat, says, Oh, you know, you, you have granted me two boons. I want you to send. Uh, Ram for 14 year exile and I want you to take my son Bharat and make him the king. So he ends up in the jungle. <laughs> he's already made plenty of enemies. 14 years he's going to be there. He's just gotten married. Beautiful, beautiful Sita. That's your peace. And she goes along with him in this jungle And then Sita gets stolen. The noise takes over, comes, the ten-headed demon comes and steals the peace, steals Sita. And he has to go get it back, get her back somehow. <laughs> he comes up with the army of monkeys. Monkeys? I mean... Have you seen disciplined monkeys? <laughs> it's monkeys and a few bears. You know, I mean, you want to distract the monkeys? No problem. Throw a few bananas out there. <laughs> They'll be all over the bananas. You know, you want to distract the bears? Take a few beehives and just launch them towards those bears. They'll be distracted. But he is so good that he takes and he makes the army of the most unlikely. And he attacks these monsters. And he wins. 
And he brings his sita, his peace, back home. So is Ram real? Yeah, every time you are born, he's real. Is Krishna real? Yes. Because that story, that part of the good winning over the bad. The good wolf, the bad wolf. And all that that I talk about is in this book in a different way. Because this is calling it all noise. This is not about the noise. It's about the self. So I hope you enjoy you enjoy the book and uh, I'm really glad that we had this opportunity to be able to have this launch under these circumstances and and in Milano to begin with so it's uh, great great to see you take care of yourselves please and uh, you know it's very simple just uh, don't give it don't get it and uh, a little bit of precaution, a little mask. A lot of people are like, I don't want to wear a mask. Well, mask is like an underwear. It's not a big thing. It's just an underwear from up here instead of somewhere else. And, uh, you know, if it stops you from getting it and giving it, yeah, why not? And so take care of yourselves, stay healthy, and I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and it will be waiting for your ears every Tuesday morning. If you want to learn more about what Prem Rawat talks about, he offers a practical online course. It's called Peak. It'll help you understand and experience personal peace. Go to premrawat.com and click on Peak. Prem's new book, Hear Yourself, How to Find Peace in a Noisy World. It's published by HarperCollins. It's now available for pre-order at hearyourselfbook.com. Mr. P here. And the other Mr. P. And we are the hosts of two Mr. P's in a podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day. And of course, we share your hilarious stories from the chalk face. So if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips and get ready for the lesson.